Welcome to Families for Life with Brian and Brian, a podcast of Oak Hill Baptist Church. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about God's plan for friendship. All right, welcome back, Brian. Hey, Brian. It's welcome, good to be back. Welcome to all of our listeners. Yes, hey, Hope everybody. everyone's doing well. All of them, every single person. I tell you, Brian, I am tired of winter. <laughs> I'm ready. I realize it's only the end of January. So yeah, we got a lot more. We got of another month or go. so, but man. It, I am not. I'm not tired oh, of it. It's so cold. I, I, I'm I, so glad that it's snowing right now. The older I get, the more I want warm weather. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out a way to do ministry satellite Down from south. like Florida, you know, yeah. like I'll like zoom, just zoom me in for everything. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's something about the snow. It just is, I don't know, just feels adventurous to me. If it would snow, I mean, it snowed a little bit this yeah, morning. Yeah, it snowed like half an inch, and it was like, yeah, and then it's It's stops. one thing. If there's snow everywhere, okay, fine. But, like, right. it's just cold for the sake of cold, and that it's That I annoying. give you. I yeah. do not. I, that is so annoying. But, you know, hey, here we are, southern Indiana. So it goes. <laughs> Everything else going well? Yeah. Uh, well, sure. Yeah. You know, relatively things are good. Um, you know, my wife is uh, pregnant and expecting, and she's had some signs of possible preterm labor, but you know, she's doing better now, and uh, thankfully, she's not been uncomfortable or anything. It's just been right. something that we had to take seriously. So, of course, next yeah. next couple months are going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, it makes you thankful for the the good doctors and nurses oh, yeah. that are there to kind of help with that stuff. Absolutely, yeah. and of yeah. course the Lord's watching, and I know that there's lots of people praying. So. Yes, yeah. Thank thanks to any of our listeners who knew about that already through social media. Thanks for the prayers. Yeah. So today, yeah, we're talking about friendship. We're again. talking about friendship because uh, friendship's super important and. We like it, and uh, but but we are getting into this understanding that it's it's God's plan, right? Like right. God actually designed this; He He invented it. Uh, it's actually a part of who He is. Mm-hmm. So well, it's God, really super important, right? We talked about last week that God made us to want relationship and really crave relationship, right? Even if it's you know, even if you're not designed for a lot of relationships, you're maybe not an outgoing person. You still desire a relationship or yeah. some some number of close knit relationships and yeah. it's very hard for people to um function devoid of of you know interacting with people yeah you know? it makes me think of uh, that movie uh is it is it the castaway oh, oh no. i thought you were talking about the <laughs> castaway that, that would be good yeah. yeah no i was thinking more of a funny well, he one he kind of went crazy <laughs> he and he's talking crazy. to a volleyball yeah. because he wants relationships so bad <laughs> And, and it's then, amazing. They make you fall in love with the volleyball. I know. And when the volleyball floats away, I, you're crying. You are distraught. You're like, oh my gosh, his best friend because, is floating away. Because you need friends. And He's you like, have Wilson. <laughs> it's terrible. It was it's terrible. I, you know, that movie came out when I was younger. I didn't realize that the volleyball was a Wilson volleyball. Like, that was the mm-hmm. brand. It took me a right. while to realize why he named him that. Yeah. Um, no, I was thinking of Rocket Man. I think it's Rocket Man. Um, oh god! The comedy where they lock him in. You know, they're trying to find out if he can handle solitary confinement. You know, because they're going to be in space, and he just makes it for hours and hours, yeah. and he drives the other guy crazy who can hear him. Well, and that's um, that's a good point. What do they do to punish people in prison? That's solitary right. confinement. Exactly. You know. Yeah. So I mean, I think these all of these examples, 
if you can call them examples, <laughs> uh, prove our point is that we do crave relationship yeah, gotta, and God, God designed that. Yes, exactly. And so, uh, our resource that we've been going through, uh, how should we develop biblical friendship? It's, it's a booklet. It's really small and, uh, easy to read, but uh, great, great resource. And, uh, one of the things they draw out are these two central biblical themes, and they actually go to the dictionary of biblical imagery to help, uh, see these two things. Uh, but, the first one that we see, the first main biblical theme of friendship is this idea of mutual love slash like the knitting together of souls, mm. right? And so that sounds like a lot. Uh, here's something, here's a quote from their book. It says that friendships consist of mutual covenantal love, intercommunion, and personal investment in another. So... This is talking about uh, a key element of what friendship actually is. In order for us to know what friendship is, you know, we've got to know what the Bible says about it. So this is the first element, it's that mutual love and knitting together of souls. Yeah, I think that's important to understand this. It's not just, um, you know, like we know each other or we know things about each other. Mm -hmm. there, is a, there is a deeper connection to be had, especially now we're, we're not we're moving away from just like acquaintances or coworkers. Yeah. We're talking about people you're actually friends with. That's right. And this can be a spouse. This can be your best friend or friends. It can even be family. Yeah. You know, I mean, all of, all of those can, can have this kind of relationship, but you know, it's, it's more than just, you know, hanging out and liking to be around one another. I think there's a deeper connection and it's interesting. You know, you, you may, you may or may not have recognized this, but when, when people just come together and sometimes you have to work at it, but sometimes it just, it's just yeah. natural and it yeah. just, just happens. You're like, Hey, did we just become best friends? Just best friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it just, it just happens because there's a deeper connection there. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things they talk about is this idea of covenantal love. Um, and, I think that's the the point behind this is it's this commitment to the other person, yeah. right? It's it's this I I love you like and and that is weird like people today I think that's why we need to talk about this because even saying that to just a friend feels weird sometimes mm -hmm. but that's what friendship really is it's yeah. a, it's a genuine love for the other person it's it's uniting your heart to that person and actually caring about their life and their aspirations and their flourishing not just enjoying being around them you yeah know? and this is what's so great about you know we talk about the greek language they had they had a, a yeah. deeper understanding of love and could could put these different um words that all meant love but but they had sort of different connotations yeah. to it whereas whereas we say love and a lot of times when people say love they're thinking romantic exactly. love and so it's hard for us when we say man i love my best friend or right. i love this guy or i love this person you know we we obviously we automatically want to like make it romantic love yeah but our but it, but i think real love is deeper than that. Yes, it's it is deeper, and I think that's uh, fundamental to understanding what friendship is. And um, you know, that's what I think a lot of the culture is is doing to, especially our younger people, and making love all about romance, and and really not about romance, but really honestly, just about you know sexual interaction. Right. And that's right. that's that is cheapening 
um, friendship. Yeah, love love is about relationship. That's right. Not about not about the sexual act. Right. Yeah. And so there is this reality of just caring about one another. Mm-hmm. So that is a biblical theme you see in all of the friendships you find in the Bible. Um, the next one is this idea of a face-to-face encounter. That's what the authors of our um, resource called it. And um, I thought it was interesting that they called it a face-to-face encounter. Um, and so here's what they say. They say the image of face-to-face encounter implies contact, communion, and a sharing of confidences resulting in a melding together of minds, goals, and direction. So this, honestly, it took me a while to really see what the difference was between the mutual love and knitting of souls together versus, you know, melding together of minds, goals, and direction. But I think a lot of this has to do with the practical nature of friendship, this, yeah. the kind of nuts and bolts of, of hanging out, really. Yeah, it's like we talked about last week. To create friendship, you have to have, you have, to have time, proximity, and compatibility. You have to have those three things come together. And it's just you can't, you know, if, say, for instance, you're compatible with somebody and you're around them, but you never spend time with them, it's not going to work. Yeah. Or if you spend time with them and you're around them, but you're not compatible, it's not going to work. work. You have to have all three of those things uh, coming coming together. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think I think we underestimate, you know, and, and this is where we've abused the word friends. Yeah. Uh, we say, you know, because friend is... Um, like Facebook friend. Right. It's not really friends. Fr- friend, we use that to just talk about people we know. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And that's not, that's not really what it means. Yeah. And it's okay if, if we all kind of understand what that means. And then we have the, the higher classification of best friend. Right. You yes. Know? Yeah. Which, which really what we're trying to do is make distinctions between, like you said, it, we are trying to find those categories that exist. Right. And so we do that using those those extra, you know, adjectives, you know, best, you know. Right. And so I think we just use those words because we don't want to hurt people's feelings. You that's know? true. That's true. I have I have so many best friends. Yeah. It's like, well, uh, you know, you're you know, I'm you know, you're my best friend, but I'm not your best friend. Right. Yeah, you that's know? right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty funny. But you know, we were uh talking about this a little bit before and I think you made the good point. We were talking about how you know, you have to have this actual interaction and even even like proximal kind of close, you know, physical interaction. You're, you're in the same room. You're, you're near each other. Um, but friendship does not does not only happen that way. Yeah, we've entered right? into a different sort of age to where, you know, when I was a kid, you had to be around. You literally had to be around somebody, you yeah. know, but then we could also call call our friends on the phone. But, you know, we'd see them at school. Mm hmm. And then maybe like we'd call each other on the phone or whatever, and then we'd go meet up and hang out. Yeah. Well, kids today, you know, have such a different experience being able to be around their friends twenty four seven. Yeah. You know, and it's just even so, the way you said that you said being around their friends, even though they're not. Well, physically, I should say being around, being connected no, to no, their friends. That points. The, that makes the point perfectly, though. Yeah. Well, we know? would always like like. I remember being a kid, you would leave school. You're like, oh, I'm leaving school. You yeah. Know? You know, not because I like school, but because I was around my Your friends. friends. And then it was like, okay, I can't wait to get home so I can either like go do, do my homework real quick uh-huh. and then go go out and, and hang out yep. or get on the phone and call my friend, you know. And, you know, that was always like our desire was for that connection. And kids today have that all the time. You exactly. know, my, um, my sons can get on the 
gaming system and mm-hmm. play Minecraft with, with, with their, their friends. friends. Yeah. And now, I, granted, they're talking, they're hanging out, they're playing. So, I mean, I would say that that's a connection. Now, if that if that's their only connection point, right. that's that may not lead to like a, the true friendship we're talking about, but it can contribute to that. That's Yeah. And I think the, the thing behind it, what we are not saying is that that fully replaces like the in-person proximal interaction. What we're saying is that that is, that is a, another um, way that we can interact, but it's funny, all of those things that we do, whether we're on the phone, whether we're texting, whatever we're doing, we ultimately are trying to get back together. I mean, I, right. I think if you think about it, there's always this desire to be, to meet up, be to together, meet up. hang out. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. You know, the texting or, or, you know, any kind of written communication is always funny because I feel like you can portray much differently how you want yeah. yourself to sound and be. It's like it's like I can craft my my Instagram or my mm-hmm. Facebook how I want it to be. Same thing with texting. Or and and you can sort of intimate how you feel about that or yep. your assumptions with that. When I talk to somebody on the voice that that can that is less it makes it harder to do that yeah. and then even when i'm face to face even on a video chat it makes it even harder to do that yeah. and so i think that uh we need that that face to face has to be like the culmination of this now what about let me ask you this question what about if you uh someone halfway around the world yeah that you never see you never see fit in physical space but you see on the computer all the time mm. so so let me okay so i think so first, let me say this. I think that the in-person thing and time, when you are in person and you spend time, it becomes um, almost impossible to to tr- to hide who you are. Right. Right. And I think that's one of the things like people are afraid. We, we might talk about this in a minute. People are afraid to be true. They're, tr- they're afraid to be themselves to other people. Right. Because we're afraid of that person. So I think that that it's hard to hide yourself when you have that in-person reaction interaction. That's important. I do think you can have true friendship with somebody, with somebody that you've, you've met quote met online from around the world. It just will not be as full as if you had in-person interactions. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we always are like, Hey, we've known each other. You live in, you know, uh, Japan. I live in Mm -hmm. Indiana. But we we desire to meet up sometime, right? I still think there's that, that. Still think there's that desire to meet at some point. Yeah, there's never a point where you're just like, "This is fine. I don't need to see you in person." You know, right. like nobody right. feels that way. Right. Well, it's like when you talk to your family on the phone or you face chat. It's like I can't wait to see you. Right. You're seeing them. Right. But then, like when we say see you, it's like be I want there, to be with in you. Your, yeah. And that's and that is a part. And this is really important, especially for Christians. Like that's why we have this kind of like longing. I think. Because of this, this real understanding of friendship. Um, and, well, you can, know, yeah. Can I do a soapbox here? The, yes. I think this is why actual physical church service is so important. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. You know, I I do not think I'm fine. I like okay. Yes, I like the online church for the aspect of if someone is sick or if someone is you know, not able to be yeah, at, like shut-ins. Think of our shut-ins. Right, you know? right. I love it for that fact. Yeah. But if we've just said, eh, I'm not going to church today. I'll just watch online. Right. I mean, we are, we are missing out on a huge part of the relational aspect. Yep. You know, the early church had a more or less a communal type living where mm-hmm. they would meet together almost daily 
for prayer and Bible study and, yeah. you know, these types of things. Our our interaction is so limited nowadays because we have we're so you know we don't live in that same kind of way. Right. But we need to be around each other mm-hmm. physically, and so well, I would I would say if you're just doing online church, you need to get back into um, you need yeah. to get back to physical church. And it's not to say that you're not surviving; it's just to say that you're not like flourishing, you know. Right. And that's the same thing as like yeah, you're not. It's not that you're if you eat you know, uh, only ground beef and, and potatoes, like, yeah, you're not going to, you know, that's not going to kill you necessarily, but, but it's definitely not going to help you be, you know, be super healthy or feel good all the time. Right. And so there, there is more, and that's what this, this, you know, biblical understanding of friendship shows us. Um, so those are kind of the two main elements, right? How does the Bible often show us, you know, the Bible doesn't necessarily like, teach us it doesn't have like here is the straightforward doctrine of friendship right Mm. how does the bible tend to show us these aspects yeah let's break down some of these biblical um illustrations that we have and the first one is with god himself Mm, yeah right the godhead uh three in one and so we have um you know for instance, John three thirty five, the Father loves the Son and has given all things into His hand. So that's the Father's Son. There's lots of passages yeah. that you know, even the Great Commission, baptized yeah. name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and from the very beginning in Genesis, uh, God is talking in a plural, plural type of person, like mm-hmm. let us make man in our image. Right. You know, He's using this type of language to help us to understand, like. God is in relationship with himself. Right. Now that's very complicated for us yes. to understand and we're not here to break down the entire trinity but but I think it's important for us to know that. Yeah, and I think that you know our authors and one of these authors uh, is Dr. Michael Haken. Um, Dr. Haken is a professor at Southern Seminary. He's a lightweight. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. He's he's yeah, right. a historian and uh one of his things, you know, I've had him in class, one of his things is the early church fathers. And um and he they the early church fathers deal with the Trinity mm-hmm. like a lot. And so Dr. Haken is is often talking about the Trinity. And uh, one of the things they wrote is this they, they say that supreme friendship is reflected in God himself mm-hmm. and the amazing love that exists between the three persons of the Trinity. And then they tell us the Apostle John expresses the love of the Father and the Son for each other seventeen mm-hmm. times. Wow. So there's there's a lot of, you know, in the Bible, God is saying, I am friends with myself, you know, like I have fellowship with myself. And and that's what's interesting, you know, ultimately God does not need friends because mm-hmm. he, he has fellowship. Mm-hmm. But then we have this other aspect of the fact that he becomes friends with man, right? right? And so we see God making Adam and Eve. And, you know, we, we see in chapter 3, uh, verse 8, they've actually already blown their friendship they've already messed up Mm. all creation Mm -hmm. but god is it says uh in verse eight they heard the sound of the lord god walking in the garden in the cool of the day and then they hid themselves right well you understand they knew what it sounded like they knew what it was like to be in god's presence so that was their experience yeah can you imagine i mean being in the in the presence of god in that in that way whereas god's just there and you know what he's kind of hanging out you know and i think that's just we we sort of like i don't know we under under underappreciate 
that in the very beginning that what what was lost yeah. in the garden is so much more significant than just like oh I'm a sinner and I'm going to hell. Yeah. You know, in a much greater way our relationship with God was irreparably damaged where we could have had a a relationship where we are actually in God's presence. And this is what God is restoring to us. Yeah. And I think there's so much focus on I don't want to go to the bad place, I want to go to the good place. Right. But Heaven is is the presence of, of God. God, right? And so we are being restored to God's presence. We we will be with God like Adam and Eve were one day. That's right. And that's that that's that you know idea of the face to face encounter. Right. You know, we have this this real relationship we have with God. I I talk to the students about it. It's like I mean, our present state is like. Um, texting and video chat with God, right? That's how it is with us. We pray and we read the Bible and we we have these spiritual, real relationship with God. Mm-hmm. But when we are in His presence, that's when we are in His presence. Well, it's just know? right. It's just like we <laughs> talked about earlier. You can have friends on the phone, but you have longing to meet with them face to face. And I have a longing to meet with God, to be with Him in His presence. That's, and that's exactly you know there right. will be there will be worship. We will fall down and worship because of the glory and honor. But I also believe it'll be like hanging out. Yeah. Well, I think we're, I think you know the Bible talks about our our lives being spiritual acts of of worship, mm-hmm. right? So the Bible tells us a lot about things and that helps us know kind of what it will be like. There's other you know understanding or or illustrations of God being friends with man. You've got God and Enoch in Genesis 5. It says that he, you know, walked with God, uh, and then he had Methuselah, and then, you know, all the days of Enoch were uh, 365 years. He walked with God, and then he was not, for God took him. So there's a real relationship that he had with God. God. Yeah, it's, it's as if God wanted Enoch to be with him in his presence. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. And then, you know, God and Abraham, we know that God spoke to Abraham mm. and, you know, at this time, I mean, God was not physically appearing to these people. He was speaking and, and mm-hmm. doing these other things, but you know, he tells, this is actually a verse out of Isaiah. It says, but you Israel, my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen the offspring of Abraham, my friend. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. God, for whatever reason, reached out to this man, Abraham, mm-hmm. and called him to to worship him, to, you know, made a covenant with him and said, I will be your God and you will be my people. You're going to be the father of a great nation. But there was a relationship that was formed there. Yeah. And so people say, well, why did Abraham trust God and follow him? Like, mm. I don't know that it's just like God just appeared. They They had a relationship. It wasn't yeah. just, hey, follow me. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of like, I, I love like, for instance, um, in the chosen. Yeah, they, I was thinking the same. Ah, yeah, I was thinking we're that. like-minded. I know. You know, as as these men are kind of in the sphere of Jesus, you mm-hmm. know, they, they know about him, they see him. It's not just like he walks up to a complete stranger and says, right. follow me. Right. He, you know, I love how they kind of illustrate and play that out to where it's like, okay, I know who yeah. Jesus is. I've seen this miracle. I'm going to follow which this is, man. Which is, I mean, that's, that's what happened in the Bible. That's why they did right, that. Right. Because John the John the Baptist was the one pointing out Jesus. Right. Those disciples, those guys were there. Right. And um so I I love that they do that did that. Um what I think is cool about this is this is the beginning of the uh the covenant of the promise, you know, like this is you know, we have the the first uh gospel, you know, in Genesis three. Um he will crush the serpent's head and the serpent will bruise his heel. But we have this here where God 
comes and befriends Abraham for the purpose of rescuing right all of mankind and making us his friends, no longer his enemies. You know, this is like <laughs> one of the coolest, this is your best friend. You know, there's right. no better friend than someone like that. Yeah. So it's this, and this same friendship is extended to us for, for yeah. believers that are redeemed in Christ. We, like we, we, are in we talked about this last week. Right. We are friends with God, That's but right. there's not just examples of that. There's actually examples of people, Yes. Being friends in relationship. Yeah. So uh, one of the first ones that I think sometimes get, gets overlooked is that of Ruth and Naomi. Um, I know I, maybe this is just a confession. I know I overlook this sometimes, but let me read this. Ruth 1, 15 through 18, it says, and she said, this is, Na- uh, this is uh, Naomi talking to Ruth. See, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. Where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord do so to me and more also, if anything but death parts me from you. And when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more. She's like, oh, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is like a crazy amount of commitment right there. Right. Yeah. She had every right because they were, um, had been connected through family and then the marriage, her, right? Her husband died. Yeah. Um, yeah. Naomi's husband died and then all of her sons died and Ruth was married to one of her sons. Right. So there was, there was no obligation, but I think that relationship had been formed there. Yeah. And so they were there to help each other and look after one another. Yeah. Look at that, you know, a, a mother in law and daughter in law. Mm-hmm who have this deep, deep friendship. It's, it's possible. Um, Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at all times. This is a perfect example of that. Um, but you have this, this, this love, this commitment that mm-hmm. you see, and then you have obviously this, you know, connection. They had physical, you know, closeness uh, through just that relationship that had been built. There's there's other really good ones. Yeah, David and Jonathan comes to mind. Yeah. You know, I think um, that's the biggest one I always think of. Yeah, and you look at First Samuel twenty verse sixteen and seventeen. It says, "And Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, May the Lord take vengeance on David's enemies.' And Jonathan made David swear again uh, by his love for him, and he loved him as he loved his own soul. And so there we have this deep love and deep brotherhood for one another. Um, you know, this was interesting because he knew he, you know, Jonathan was uh, Saul's son, Saul the yeah. current king at the time when David was kind of being brought up, and it was really interesting to to read this whole storyline because Jonathan is really seeing his father is not following God, yeah. not doing the right thing, and so he says, "Man, I'm going to swear my allegiance to you even over my father." Yeah. I think that's really, I think something we'll talk about here in a little bit might come back to this because he's seeing that the person who got, so you really find his allegiance to God the, the being the most. Right, exactly. That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And and I think Well, because David was God's anointed. Um, exactly. You know, anointed king. King, yeah. And so that's going, so he's really just saying, no, this is what God wants. And mm-hmm. so he's he's following God. Here's a perfect example, uh, students, if any students listen, like, you know, this, it's very seldom that you have to disobey your parents, but there are times, you know, maybe when parents uh, are not going, to, leading you the direction God wants you to go, but it's very rare. This is one of those rare occasions, and you see Jonathan 
supporting David. But this is some intense language, and I think a lot of people take this. That here, I, I have to get on my soapbox. Mm. This this frustrates me because what people do is they see this, and because of their, I'm 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 going to say some strong things, because of their warped understanding of what love actually is, they jump to conclusions about this relationship between David and Jonathan as if two men cannot love each other in. Um, platonic and godly ways. And I'm just, I just get really frustrated because what you're telling me is you have no genuine friendships. If you can't see these two men as godly men who love each other in non-sexual ways, who are committed to one another as friends, right. if you can't see that, then you actually don't know what friendship is. You have no idea. And you, I'm afraid you probably don't even experience it. And that's really sad. That's why we have to reclaim this understanding of friendship because if we don't then nobody's ever going to know what friendship really is right yeah mm -hmm. and so this you know proverbs eighteen twenty four, perfect illustration there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother mm -hmm. you know that's that's what god has in mind for us yeah and we see it in david and jonathan yeah i 100 percent agree that we can have uh deep relationships where there's a love for someone. And again, this goes back to what we talked about with, with love. It's not a romantic love, but there's definitely like souls knitted together where you're, you feel, um, you feel a, a love for this person like you would for a family member or yeah. like, you know, even like the friendship of like a, like a spouse or something, yeah. you know? And so I think we get all of that really confused and we, we mess this up because we don't, we don't understand Real love is not based in sexuality. Yeah, you yeah. know, real love is based in our commitment to one another. That's, that's exactly that's exactly right. And it's not a commitment to me; it's a commitment that I make to you. Right. You know, and and so I think that's really important. Uh, yeah. Another, another great example is Paul and Timothy, and this yeah. is a good example of you know Timothy. Paul T Timothy became a believer because of the influence of his grandmother, mother, mm -hmm. and grandmother. But then as, as he connected with Paul, he was a young man, and he Paul mentored him, but then it grew into a friendship. It right. grew into something where uh, Paul looked to Timothy as, as a pastor, as a, yeah. as, as, as a, like... Somebody you, closer than a brother. Right. I mean, that's... Right. Know, I mean, and his own son. I mean, he uses different words to describe that, that friendship that they have, right? Right. So what are some things about Paul and Timothy's relationship that really helped them like be the friends that they were. Yeah. I mean, I think obviously they were, they were in a, a mutual, um, you know, not battle, but you know, the, 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 there was a, a, yeah. a joining of missions there yeah. together. They were both on fire for the Lord, planting churches, doing the work of the Lord. But then, I mean, there was a desire for them to be together. I'm sure Timothy loved when he got to visit Paul and was sad when Paul had to leave, you know, yeah. and, you know, it's one of these things that they, they, a mentorship transitioned to a friend, you know, partnership and then a friendship. Well, I think that's c pretty cool to see that, you know, sometimes your friends, uh, can be people who you weren't expecting, you sure. know, mm -hmm. and, um, like for instance, here's, here's a ran kind of a random, for instance, like, I, I feel like you and I are pretty close. Like we've, we've eh. grown close, eh. <laughs> mutual <laughs> love. Maybe. I don't know. I guess not. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but you know, that was not, um, 
like chosen. We didn't see each other and be like, hey, let's be friends, you know, like we started working together. Right. And it was through our joining together in our work and things sure. like that. And and mm -hmm. these things kind of start to happen to you when you when you find yourself doing this stuff together. And so like for Paul even draws this out a little bit. First Timothy three, ten through eleven. He's talking to Timothy, he's writing to Timothy. He says, You, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, other translations say manner of life. Uh, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch and Iconium and Lystra with persecutions I endured, yet from them all the Lord rescued me. And and Paul is drawing out this, this reality that Timothy stuck with him through thick and thin. You know, that's that's what I think helped Paul realize how great of a friend Timothy was, right. you know, that's, that's one of the things, cause it was a mutual thing where Paul loved Timothy, but Timothy also loved Paul. Well, if there wasn't, yeah, if there wasn't that love and that relationship, then he wouldn't have done those things. Yeah. He wouldn't have stuck by him so long. So yeah. yeah, I think that's really important to, to pull out there. Yeah, I think so. Well, let's transition to some biblical practice. Let's talk about how does this play out in, in our lives. What yeah. does this look like? Yeah, kind of like how it applies. Um, so I'll ask you the first question okay. here. Do you think people struggle to experience mutual love and face-to-face -face encounter like we talked about at the beginning of the show? Yeah, uh, I think this I think this is a more complicated question than I realize. Um, I think ultimately, yes. I, I think that people do struggle with this. I think that's why, especially the younger generation, finds it so easy to... Uh, almost, I don't want to say this exactly, it's not like they're really hiding, but to some extent, almost hiding behind those um, lesser forms of interpersonal connection, like texting and video stuff, because uh, I, I think we find it super duper hard to trust people. I, I think, and I think to some extent, there's a reason. I think, <laughs> I think people are often untrustworthy mm -hmm. and so we know that and we find it hard to trust people well and i think some of this is generational like we talked about last week yeah. you know i think the the new generation what is it generation z is that what we said that's the newest one yeah they're pushing back against some of this stuff because they've seen yes. where the millennials have been you know they, here's the thing it goes two ways with millennials number one their social media presence is so crafted everything they do is yeah. is all about like their brand or you get people that just vomit their life. Right. And, and right. like people are like repulsed <laughs> by that. Like they're like, what a mess, yeah. you know? And yeah. so you have these kind of two things. And I think um, it's not all of Gen Z, but some of them, it seems like is trending towards, I, I want authentic yeah. relationships. Yeah, I'll put some stuff out there on social media, but to be honest, yeah, I want those personal relationships. Yeah. And I and I've seen it in some of the younger folks. They're they're seeking that. They're craving it. They're wanting that. Yeah. And some of them are even leaving social media because they just they're just tired of it. They don't they don't want that. Yeah. I think that's absolutely right. I mean, we want to find somebody that we trust. We just we just don't always do it. And, um, you know, sometimes we're too busy or maybe we're just well, focusing on what we want from right. them. Right. And I think know? that's our, you know, our problem exactly. as we are getting older, we're having kids, we have got so many things, you yeah. know, I, you know, in this, this season of life is pr like this time of year for my family is probably the busiest time of year. Right. Okay. But we do not like that. And we know right. other families that do many more things than we do around, around the clock, I yeah. mean, around the calendar, I should yeah. say. Um, and, 
it's very it's 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 hard because you know you can't connect with them and they can't connect with other people because everybody's so busy all the time right you know if we would just take a step back you know we try to limit our kids to like okay you you can do like one thing right now right and that that does include church you know one extra thing besides like school and church you yeah know? i mean you think it's like we feel like we have to you know, a lot of times the busyness is taken up with social things. And uh, and sometimes that is genuine. You know, sometimes there is like, yeah, like, no, this is where my friends are. So mm-hmm. I'm doing this. And that's good. That's good. But then there's other times where it's basically like you're just running the engine on like nitrous oxide where yeah. you're just burning up your 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 friendships are not like deep. They just they're just a mile wide and an inch deep, right? Mm-hmm. And that that can burn us up, and so we're not we're struggling to really have this true mutual right. love, right? Um, I think sometimes we let bitterness. Here's here's okay. I think that one of our huge problems with friendship is that we cut our friends off too fast, mm. or we choose friends poorly mm-hmm. too quickly mm-hmm. and so we we have good friends who hurt us sin against us and we we don't allow ourselves to forgive them we can't overlook a sin we can't love and not take into account wrong suffered and so we get mad and we cut these friends off or we act differently yeah we don't handle you know? conflict in a, in a biblical way exactly Here, here's the yeah. thing we're going to have newsflash. There's going to be conflict, right? There's going to be conflict in your workplace. There's going to be conflict with your friends in your family, all those things. The the Christian has to learn biblically how to handle that conflict. Right. And so when, when our friends offend us or we offend our friends, we've got to, we've got to make that right. Yeah. And it's not just like, Oh, they've done this thing to me. So now, um, Right. I, I'm never talking to them ever again. Yeah. Well, there's no opportunity for growth there. The opportunity for growth comes in saying, okay, say you've done something wrong. You go to them and you say, you know what? I messed up. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? And then you're you're growing, you're learning, you're praying together. And that that is maturity. That's how yeah. maturity happens. That's right. And so you can't have that if you're not practicing this biblical outlook on conflict and it actually shapes you too i mean and that's what you're talking about it shapes you into how to you know um think through you know maybe you didn't do anything wrong but you know how to you you grow in your capacity to love that person i mean that's that's all growth but then there's other side of where sometimes we just choose bad friends Mm -hmm. i mean and so like we either have good friends who we cut out too quick or we have bad friends that we're unwilling to cut out ever and uh and the bible you know tells us that uh bad company corrupts good morals and you know i know that's an old school text that nobody likes to say but that's just obviously true and to disregard it is silly um and so we have to we have to choose friends wisely um but how how do we try to have better more biblical friendships you know what i mean like how should we make our friendships more biblical okay if we struggle with this all right this is revolutionary you ready tell me about it okay tell me we we make (laughs) i want to know i'm hanging on the edge of my seat we make our relationship with the lord primary our friendship with god is primary i know i know that's revolutionary that's crazy crazy. i don't know brian i don't know if 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 our friendship with the lord if our relationship with god is is where it needs to be. Here's the thing. This affects so much of life yeah. because like people will make decisions devoid of their relationship with God. They will, you know, 
it's it's just it's it's everywhere. It's yeah. everywhere. And the first thing I say is, do are, are you close with the Lord? Right. And well, you know, I yeah. don't know. And they they kind of him haul back and forth, and it's like okay, that's where you start. Right. And whether somebody does it or not, that's up to them. But I don't know if they believe me or not when I say it. But but it always goes back to your relationship with the Lord. If that, it's it's like when I'm struggling in my marriage. Yeah. It's it's because I'm I'm not uh, practicing right. walking in the spirit. That's, that's I'm, so true. Yeah. It's always true. And and you know. Yeah, it's it's crazy how that always happens, and we joke, you know, like this is revolutionary. But even we, like, I struggle with that sometimes, where I'm just like, "Why is this happening?" And then it's like, "Oh, well, you know, because you're not actually listening to God." Like, "Oh, yeah," you know, like I, right. I forgot that, even though I know that. So that's so primary. We have to do that, or else. Really quick, I do want to say this, that especially for students and parents, if you're listening, help your kids understand this. They are going to be desperate, and they're going to be unwise, and they're going to be self-centered. They're going to be so ruled mm-hmm. by their friendships right. with other people, other teenagers that's, or, or other kids, that's going to be really difficult if their core, the core of who they are, mm-hmm. is not their friendship with God. Listen, they, It they, will rule their life. They, and I know it's going to sound corny, and they may not want to hear it, but it's important for us to say, like, okay, kids, okay, teenagers, our friendship with God, our relationship with God is first. God yeah. is our first and primary friend. Yep. And that's going to sound really strange to they're them. They're going to roll your eye. They're going to roll their eyes. Right. But if you help them understand what that means and how that's mm-hmm. lived out with your relationship yes. with God, then they can see that and they will have the confidence like you're saying to choose that's right. the right friends. And they won't be so wrecked whenever their friends hurt them because they know it's okay. So, um we we have to focus on the kind of friend that we are first too though. Right. You know. Right. Yeah, this is this is really important because a lot of times if a worldly perspective is we're doing friendship for what we can get out of it. Yeah. But a biblical perspective is we're doing friendship so I can see, you know, how I can connect and yeah. what I can give, how I can serve and love that person. Yeah. Have I reached out to them? Have I tried to spend time with them? Am I am I a good friend? Right. You know? Right. And so I think there's a lot of negativity that comes in this way, like, oh, nobody cares about me. Nobody calls right. me. No, you know, number one, be the friend that you want. want. Yeah. Be that friend. Yeah. If you want people to care about you, start caring about other people. That changed my life when I was in stu- when I was a student. I mean, it really did because I was that kid who just didn't think anybody cared about me. And then I realized that's because I don't really care about them. My youth pastor actually told me that, and it and it was like I was like you jerk. I didn't believe him, but but he was right. He was absolutely right, and it, and it really helped me. Right. Okay. So last thing, what else do we have to do? Yeah, I think the last thing is we evaluate uh, the ones to whom we need to be friends with. Yeah. You know, this is, once again, um, we we can't, you know, we have a limited amount of time. Yeah. So we need to think about who are those that are, that we're around, who are those that are encouraging us, who are those that we're compatible with. You know, you can't force this. Some, yeah. It's just, it's just going to take time, you know? Yeah. And this is, these, you know, we're talking about this stuff and even as we go through this, like there are going to be people who you you cannot be friends with like that's just you can't make them be your friend right it's not right. gonna happen for whatever reason right <laughs> be so, my friend yeah. now yeah <laughs> that is not how it works it doesn't you know? work yeah. um and so the, you, i think something else we have to watch out for 
you know, becoming friends with people who have either like an obvious agenda or like, I mean, I guess these are the same thing, like clearly selfish motives. Yeah. You know, I think that there are people who are, who want us to be their friends and hang out with them and do things with right. them. And you can tell it's, it's for themselves. Yeah. That's the most depressing thing when I'll have a lunch scheduled with somebody or, or maybe another pastor in the mm-hmm. area. And I just want to connect, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I just want to connect. And clearly they have some sort of agenda or yeah. something or, or they never ask you questions about your, this is my pet peeve. Yeah. They never ask you questions about yourself. You know, right. I'm there asking, Oh, what, you know, how, tell me about you your know, family, tell yeah, me about your church, tell right. me about this. Yeah. Right. Or you go to a convention and I'm always trying to see like, how are you? How yeah. is your family? Again, I'm not trying to say I'm perfect at this because I'm sure I, I failed. You're trying too, to be the friend that you want, but I'm trying to be the friend I want. But then they're like, Oh, how's your church? What's your attendance? You know, and yeah. things like that. And you're yeah. like, it just feels gross. You yeah. know, like, who it's like you're ca- comparing, you know, yeah. Who cares yeah. about that? You know, yeah. let's, we're all people and you're here at this conference because you're trying to find encouragement. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's that. Yeah. So that kind of stuff really, really bothers me. But you know, I think that if somebody comes to you and they don't want anything yeah right that's the yeah. first step it's like they just want to hang out they just want to be there they don't they don't want anything they just want to hang out yeah. like i'm like oh yeah okay all yeah. right this it's surprising but it's awesome it, it is super uh, surprising and it's not to say that your friends won't need you i mean right that's not what we're saying we're just saying like it can't it's only about that yeah it's not an agenda exactly yeah. Um, and so I think the biggest one, and this is going all the way back to what we said about David and Jonathan, you, you cannot have a friendship with somebody who is trying to detract or dissuade you from your heavenly friendship. Yeah, so this is really important to teach teenagers. Yeah. And, you know, I understand. Okay, so so there's a balance that happens here. Right. This is you, hard. Yeah. You want your teenagers to reach out and, and find people that are that they know, can not, share the gospel not with. Christians. Yeah. But here's the thing, parents. I will tell you this. Um Number one, you need to encourage your kids in, in good, godly friendships that will encourage them to do the right thing. That right. They need to spend a, a good primary amount of time. Yeah. But it's okay for them to have other relationships, kids from their ball teams, kids from their school. Here's the thing. Help them to develop friendships in the right, in the right aspect and in the right way. And so your kids aren't dragged down, but that they can lift those others up. Yeah. And the way you do that is, for instance, you go to a ball game. Right or, or or your kids are going to practice, mm-hmm. you maybe help pick up those other kids yeah. and hang out, and then you're going to take them to Dairy Queen after the ball game and hang out. You know, you just and you don't just let your kids have free reign to go hang out with them when and where and right. even in their own in their own sphere. You bring them into your yep. sphere. Yep. Hey, let's invite little Johnny over to our house. Right. You know, let's have him hang out with us. Hey, can little Johnny go to church with us? Yeah. You know, things like that will help your kids to see okay, I'm not getting sucked into that world. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to bring this kid into my world. Yeah, the reality is that a friend who is not trying to help your your friendship with God, your best friendship, is not genuinely your friend, okay? And I know that's, that's a hard statement. Um, but, but I think it's true. And I would say, you know, for instance, I know my wife has friends who are not believers, right? And they are really, really close. And the reason why they can be is because that person is not trying to detract them from right. the Lord. They're not trying to, there's no, they have no problems with their relationship with, with my wife's relationship with God. And they encourage it even. Um, but it's when you have a friendship with somebody who is like antithetical to your relationship with God or constantly trying. And I've had friends like this who I was really close with, but, but they became more and more and more hostile, hostile to God. 
and it, and it became where I couldn't hang out with them without right. them constantly mm-hmm. trying to pull me away from the Lord. Yes, I had to I had to draw the line and really pull my friendship back from them because we we could not have a mutual love for one another. Right. We could not hang out and, and shape one another because they were trying to change my my friendship with God. Not okay. Mm-hmm. And we have to help our kids understand that. We have to live that out ourselves. Right. It's hard. Right. But we, yeah. we can do it. You know. Yeah. This applies to adults and. Uh, to our kids. kids yeah. yeah i think i think you know we help our kids the most by trying to live this out ourselves and then teaching them because you know <laughs> if they don't learn early then it's it's a lot harder when you're older yeah i still believe this illustration and this is something that we always did in, in youth group and i'm sure it's old and cliche but you put a, a kid on a chair mm-hmm. and you try to get them to pull somebody up yeah. to that chair and it's very difficult but it's very easy for them to pull, pull them off down. of the chair that's right and so that's not to say, and I, and I want to make this clear, that's right. not to say we don't hang out with non-believers. We don't, you know, we need to. Yes. Our kids need to hang out. We need to hang out with non-believers. But we need to have those first, and like our best friends yep. need to be Christians. That's right. We need to find them in the church and and cling to that because if not, we will be, po- and I've seen this, Brian, I, I promise yep. you, I you've know. seen this too. Yeah. Parents, I'm I'm begging you yeah, to be- just to trust me and believe me, because if you say, "Oh no, my kids are fine," whatever, if their best no. and closest friends are not Christians, they will be drug away from Christ. Yeah, that's that. that I have seen it over and over true. and over and yeah. over again. And and if you if you want to talk to me about this, and you're like, I don't believe that, come talk to me. I'll yeah. be happy to to dialogue with you about this. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm with you too, Brian, and I think it's it's very important, you know, because yeah. We could talk about this for forever, but what we're really getting at is, you know, the the biblical God's plan for friendship is that you be friends with Him. Like right. that's that's what He's doing. He's trying to to be your best friend by saving you from your sins and rescuing you and bringing you into a place where you can be in a relationship with Him. Yeah, and then He gives you re- what I would call redeemed relationships yes. with with other Christians around you that are going to help you and encourage you. And then you can use those things to reach out to a lost world and be friends with a lost world right. and draw them in. Right. That's the point is to draw them in, not to go go become one of them, but exactly. draw them into God's family. Exactly. Um, to change us all. So, man, I'm I am. Excited! I, I had a lot of fun talking about this, Brian, and we've got some really great stuff to to continue talking about. Yeah, in the future. Yes, so. yes. Just to kind of wrap this up, we've got one more episode, and then we'll we'll take a little yeah. break uh, with with some maybe some fun episode that we got planned there, and then we'll come back and finish this series. So yeah. hopefully you're enjoying this, and you'll stick with it. Again, if you've got you know uh, feedback, I yeah. set up a new email for us. Oh, nice! It's f four l at oakhillbc.org. So nice. F four L at Oak Hill, O A K H I L L B C like Baptist church dot O R G. So you can send email directly to that, that email and we'll get that. If, if it's about the show yeah. questions, comments, um, you want to disagree with us on something, yeah, whatever yeah. you want. We're cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> we disagree with each other. We just work it out before That's we get right. on the air. No, That's right. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, everyone, thanks for listening so much. We hope that your friendships are, are growing and, and getting uh, more biblical. Um, and thanks for listening. We'll, we'll see, see you next time. time. Okay, I found my book. 
Oh, nice. So that was good. Ow. Nice. Where yeah. was it? It was on my desk. It was. <laughs> was it really in a pile of stuff? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I had looked there, but I guess it got. I guess as I was cle- picking stuff up, it was like it's so mm. small. Yeah, it's know? a really small yeah book. Is it a book? Is it or is it a pamphlet? I don't know. Or uh, what's what's like a small book? Mm. It's not like a novella. That's like a baby novel. Mm-hmm. It's like a baby book. Yeah, I mean that's. I guess pamphlet would be. I don't know. Whenever you think pamphlet, that's like really small. But right, you think about like a flyer with like more information. Like like there's yeah. like a flyer. Right, and then, then a, there's pamphlet. a pamphlet. There's something between pamphlet and book, right? I don't it has know. to be mini book. Mini book. <laughs> I shall call you a mini book. Evil. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that I I found it. So it was on my desk somewhere. Small book. Are you looking it up? <laughs> what is a small? A book. A book. A booklet. A booklet. Yes. <laughs> it's a booklet. <laughs> Synonyms. Brochure, leaflet, handout, pamphlet. So we were on the right track. Booklet. <laughs> booklet. So that's what it's called. Yes. It's a booklet. That's basically a mini book. Uh, it's a mini book. We have a better name. Yeah. <laughs>